Hey, thanks for tuning into the While You Walk podcast. This is the podcast you listen to while you walk. This is Matt Lovett reminding you that life is short. What can you do today to move your life forward? There might be some ideas in this podcast. Enjoy. Just want to remind you, if you want to schedule a free chat to get some feedback on that thing you've been meaning to change, or if you just want to know more about me, check out my story, and you can book a free time to chat at loveitcoaching.com. Maybe walk a little faster today. Enjoy the podcast. It's only my second podcast. Yeah. All right, Phil, we're going. <laughs> this is Phil Degree. This is his second podcast, and um, Phil... Um, what are we going to talk about today? <clears throat> I think we're going to talk about my cancer journey. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I met Phil at least a decade ago and, uh, you know, just kind of following him on Facebook and seeing, you know, what he's been doing over the last f- few years and how he got cancer, how his attitude towards it and, you know, what happened. So we're going to review that. I think it's interesting how well he's done and, um, you have to have a certain mindset. I think it's extremely challenging. It's extremely stressful. So, Phil, tell us about the beginning. Tell us what happened. So, um, <clears throat> it was I, I dealt with sometimes severe and debilitating abdominal pain for about five months. I, I owned uh, at the time I owned three restaurants and um, had been in business for almost ten years. I guess eight years at that time. And, uh, you know, dealing with, with stress of the business, uh, had some business failures, um, and couldn't figure out what the, what the problems were when, you know, I was working out pretty, pretty regularly at the time and went to my doctor, we chalked it up to stress, ended up in the ER uh, on his recommendation one day. Um, again, stress, you know, they, they couldn't find anything. They'd run tests. Um, I would plug everything into WebMD because my symptoms were never consistent. Um, never once did WebMD tell me I might have cancer. Um, and, and, and totally off of my radar. I don't think I don't think I really knew anybody growing up that had cancer. So um, I mean, my mom had a had a battle with breast cancer, but but that was so kind of quick and easy and. And she was a good 15 years past it. So, so cancer was kind of foreign to me. I wasn't even thinking about it. And what age were you? I was, uh, it was the summer before I turned 47. Okay. So a couple of months before my 47th birthday, I noticed uh, a dramatic drop in weight and went to my doctor. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't go to my doctor. I made a doctor's appointment, never made it to the appointment though. Um, ended up in the ER with just severe abdominal pain and uh, about three days before my appointment. And in the ER, you know, I walk in with WebMD opened up and I'm telling them what's wrong with me. And the nurse literally snatched my phone out of my hands, (laughs) told me to delete the app and uh, just let them take care of me. So uh, I deleted it and I haven't used it since. (laughs) So then they start um, testing you and then, you know, what do they tell you? Yeah. So they're running all kinds of tests, um, blood tests, uh, they're, they're x-rays, they're examining me and there's 
There's no, there's no thought or talk of cancer. And we're there probably about eight or nine hours. It's just my wife and I. And the whole day that we're in there, the doctor kept coming in and out of the room with, um, with interns, not interns, what do you call them? Um, with other doctors, you know, it was a teaching moment for them. And, uh, and so she comes in, we had just done a CAT scan and she comes in, closes the door behind her. It's just her pulls up a chair and my wife says, this isn't good. And, uh, it wasn't, it, she, she said, we found a mass. It's big and you're not going home without surgery. And, uh, when you hear those words, it, it's still, so I, I am, I am now, um, that was 2015. So what's that? Six years ago. And a second diagnosis after that and cancer free for the last four and a half, almost four and a half years. Now, every time I say that it gets me, you know, I'm choked up about it. I, uh, it is a life changing moment. Um, you know, we found a mass and you're not going home. Um, I thought, I was thinking long and hard for the next, for the next week, especially in that hospital about, um, about dying and, and what that was going to do to my family, to my business. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty rough conversation. With, you know, going through that and, you know, being there and looking at it and coming out of it, what, um, you know, like, how do you view life and, you know, things now differently than you did before the experience? Um, I don't want to say completely different because I've always kind of had the attitude of I'll just put my head down and grind through it, you know, whatever the setback is. But um, I don't stress about things like I used to. I, I just whatever, you know, OK, it is what it is. The worst isn't going to happen. I can move on. Not that I don't have stress not that I don't have anxiety about certain things, but but it's a it's a perspective changer. Um I care about the time that I get to spend with my family a lot more than I ever did before. Wow. Um, I care a lot about my health, uh, work really hard on my health. You know, that was a stage three cancer diagnosis and it's colon cancer, which is the third leading cause of death in men. And uh, stage three, you know, right out the gate, I was, I was floored. I didn't know what to do. Um, I had, you know, so, so I didn't have an oncologist. I was, I was going, I was at Oshner. I was recommended to an oncologist and, um, I would have done whatever she told me to do. You know, she just, I really, I really liked her. I really connected with her. And, um, so she said, look, we're going to do surgery and then we're going to do six months of chemo. And then, um, you know, we'll go from there. We'll, and, and, and so that's what it was, you know, I went through the chemo for six months. And then she actually ended up leaving Oshner to go into research. So I thought I was in the clear. Um, still, I'm still young, you know, I'm, I'm under 50. We got cancer out of the way. Um, I'm going to go back to kind of being healthy and trying to be healthy because I was relatively healthy. You know, I, I exercised, I ate pretty well, though I did, you know, in burger restaurants. So I ate a lot of burgers, Great burger. a lot of red meat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in a year later, about 13 months later, 
uh, I was doing scans every three months at that time and routine scans, new doctor, only our second conversation. She calls me up and says, Hey, we found something in your lungs. It grew fast. We don't know what it is. And it was too close. It was right up against my aorta. So they couldn't do a, um, a normal biopsy. So then I had the process of different procedures to get to it, to biopsy it, just to even see if it was cancerous. And it was, it was the same colon cancer. It traveled through my liver, got to my lungs. And uh, so now I have a stage four cancer diagnosis. And, uh, and it's, yeah. It's near your heart, it's through your liver, it's... Yeah, so uh, stage three affected me, but stage four changed my life. Um, closed my business, um, started living differently, diet change, exercise change. Everything's now focused on staying cancer free. Um, and that's really my focus. It's, it's just, I just got to stay cancer free. When I coach people, I always talk with them about finding some kind of emotional fuel to, to get stuff done, to get the right stuff done, to, to stay focused. I mean, you had you had some, some quality fuel there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I still do. I, I tap into it. I tap into it every day. Um, you know, because, because I have a foul mouth and a very limited vocabulary and uh, – I've embraced that. As my 13 year old says, that is just you, you know, it fits you. Um, I spell it with a pH, but I say fuck cancer. And, and that's, that's my mindset. I tell people that, um, I had shirts made, um, I have bracelets that, you know, when somebody reaches out to me, which happens unfortunately on, on almost a weekly basis, you know, with a diagnosis or someone that's close to them diagnosed with it. Um, you know, I'll send them a bracelet, write them a little note, um, kind of give them some some words of wisdom. You know that 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 I try to live by. So, what are some of those words? What do you tell them? They call you, and they're you know they're where they're at. You know, you you have to. It, it is it is a um, a team sport. You know, you need to kind of rally a warrior tribe around you. Um, because your focus should be on getting healthy. So um, you need an advocate warrior, you know, somebody that's going to go to the appointments with you, that's going to talk to the doctor about the things that you're not going to ask. Because when you're in that room, it, I mean, this was my experience and, and other people tell me the same thing. Like they're not focused on what they're supposed to ask. You know, your head is kind of spinning. You're battling cancer, which is, you know, there's no cure for cancer. There's, there's so many different strands of it. It affects the entire body. It affects everybody. Um, your mind's spinning all the time. and you're So you need somebody with you that's going to ask the questions that you think about when you're not in the appointment, um, that's going to fight for you and get the things you need. And whether that's just a blanket when you're going through treatment or a certain snack or whatever, um, you, you, need, you need prayer warriors and, and you can't have too many of those. Um, you need a research warrior or research warriors that are going to do that research for you on, on, on alternative medical, um, practices on vitamins and supplements on foods you should be eating on, you know, all those things. 
Because if you start doing the research, then that's stressful. I I had about a probably about a two month span between the second diagnosis and the surgery to remove that that tumor um, and half of my lung. And I, you know, I closed the restaurant and now I had nothing but time. And so I would research. And my wife, I, she came home from work one day and she's like, you got to stop. I mean, I was telling her, we're going to Tijuana. We're going to <laughs> she's like, you have to stop. You, you kind of, you, you don't want to get caught up in that. You want to be caught up in just doing healthy things, making healthy choices, eating differently, exercising differently. Vitamins and supplements are going to affect that organ positively that's been affected. Um, yeah, so you put a warrior tribe around you. You know, you need to, uh, you, you're going to have times where you're just down and out and you need guys that are going to kick you in the ass and get you moving. You need times that you're down and out and you need somebody to sit and sulk with you. Um, and that's healthy, you know. Um, we didn't really talk about about what I was thinking about, because I know if I talked about it to my family, it would have just been a downer. You know, they didn't want to hear, I was thinking that I might die. Um, so we didn't talk about it. Um, but I think you do need to talk about those things. You know, I think looking back, I would do it differently, um, especially with my kids, just so that they kind of knew, would know where my head was at. Um, but I put my head down and I just grinded through it. You know, I'd go to work, you know, in, when I did the chemo, I had a sensitivity to cold was was a, a big side effect that I had with my chemo and hard to do when you have a restaurant. You got to walk in and out of the walk-in cooler. You got to grab refrigerated items. Um, and then I had neuropathy in my hands and feet really bad. And so, I mean, there were times people would come in the restaurant. I had an ice bath in the back and I just got my hands soaking in an ice bath because they just hurt so much. Um, oh. Um, yeah, I had an employee who was uh, going to massage therapy school and she would come in and just work on my hands, you know. Yeah. I didn't make her do my feet, but she did my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you talked a lot about the, the mindset and, man, you were talking about how you were reading a lot. Man, I, I, that'd be me. I'd be, I might have gone to Tijuana. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and then that transition into, you know, your wife telling you to just, all right, just relax and let's focus on what you can do. So from a yep. diet, exercise, uh, stress management perspective, what did you get better at? So um, my new oncologist, because the oncologist that diagnosed me the second time, we parted ways because her procedure, her her thought process was you need to do chemo again. And um, I was totally against chemo. Um, it didn't help me at all. You know, the cancer came back. So I was gonna find other ways to beat it. And my and my new oncologist, I told her, look, I'm not doing chemo, so you better think of something else. And she said, well, I said, I wanna do this naturally. And she said, well, you're gonna have to exercise differently. Um, gave me articles that showed that endurance training um, is a huge immune booster. Mm -hmm. So I set out on a stage four to 140.6 foot cancer journey, which is 140.6 is a full Ironman triathlon. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but but I'm on that journey. I'm working towards it. Um, and Mediterranean diet and lifestyle. You know, uh, I had colon cancer, so I needed to eat differently. I was eating a lot of red meat. I, I at least ate a burger probably every day, and sometimes two burgers a day. Um, so I didn't have a horrible diet. You know, I might eat vegetables with that burger, but and I'm not talking about lettuce and tomatoes. I might have a side of vegetables with that burger, but and I was eating burgers every day. So a lot of red meat, a lot of uh, a lot of bread. Um, it, you know, it's just not healthy. So a Mediterranean diet, and we started researching. Well, it's it's a lot of vegetables. It's a lot of fruits. It's healthy fats, and that shift and the endurance training, um, I, you know, and then, and then the stress level, you know, not owning a business, that's, that's a lot less stress than owning yeah. a business. <laughs> There's a, a couple of things there that really seem to add up. You know, when you think about if you've got a growth in your body and we know meat is something that it repairs and grows muscles effectively, and yeah. you're trying to get catabolic. So you cut out meat and then you do the endurance training, which really flushes things out and breaks things yeah. down. And then you make the diet lighter and easier and more enzyme rich, more fruits, more vegetables. Yeah. It would give your body, you know, some extra energy that you could easily absorb to actually fight as opposed to grow. And, and all yeah. the endurance training, I would think, would make things more catabolic and would break things down while at the same time taking stress off the system. Correct. Correct. So I, you know, I, I do a lot of running. Um, I try to swim. I'm not very good at it. But missing half of the lung uh, is a little challenging, but uh, but I'm going to do it. You're going to you know? do it? But I, I run a lot right now. So I'm training for an ultra marathon right now, which uh, is in about two weeks, 50 miles. And uh, I'm a little stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> so much for stress, huh? Yeah. Wow, that'll be um, impressive. That's probably something you never would have done otherwise. No, I never would have done it. And, and you know, I, I do. So I always try to find something to uh, to challenge me um, physically. And I did, uh, I don't know if you heard of David Goggins, mm -hmm. um, Navy SEAL. Yeah, so I, he's got this four by four by 48 challenge. And, and last year, the pandemic starts. And, you know, it's that's a mind game, too. You know, the whole shutdown and, and uh See this four by four by forty eight. You know, it's all about you know, it's, it's mental toughness. It's about you know, you're gonna push yourself mentally and physically. And I was like, man, I'm gonna do that. So I, I did it one weekend, and uh, when I finished that, I was like, man, I, I think I can do an ultra. And so by Tuesday, I signed up for an ultra, which now I'm like, oh god, <laughs> what do you think? So yeah, um, but I, I just I'm always kind of looking for something. You know the so if it's not cancer, it's something else. You know, the, the pandemic, man, this is a stressful time for people. And, you know, it's stressful physically, emotionally, um, economically. It, it's just, it, it, and stress breeds cancer. So I'm just always just trying to push something. What do you do? I mean, I guess a lot of running is, uh, it can be very meditative. Yeah. I find my clients love it for that reason. Yeah. Is there anything you do for recovery or stress relief, but maybe just physical recovery? Not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not good at that. Um, that's really bad to say, but I'm not good at, you know, I make time to run all, you know, like, all right, I got to go, I got to get in, you know, 10 miles. So I make, I make the time, you know, I got to get in this 10 miles, but the warm up and the cool down, I, I'll do so great at that. You know, like, well, I had time for the 10 miles. I don't have time to stretch. I don't have time to recover. So uh, I, that's, that's hard to fit in, but, but I do work on it. You know, I do a little bit of yoga. Um, I'm very uh, new to that. Um, you know, stretching, some dynamic stretching for, for runners and um, some strength training too. You know, uh, an ultra, you have to do more strength training than just running. So I've had to do some, uh, some strength training as well. Well, Phil, I think it's a, um, a great story that we can fortunately take a lot from. Um, if anyone does get diagnosed, um, don't read too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you want to know what's going on, but, but it's so easy to get sucked into those rabbit holes. Um, it, it's really about you got to focus on being healthy, doing healthy things and being being healthy and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can have people around you that'll do the research. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer in getting more than one opinion. Don't, don't just go with one doctor. It doesn't matter how much you like. First time, that's what I did. And, and like I said, I, I really liked that doctor, but it was so new. I would have done whatever, uh, whatever she told me. Second time, and I, I got opinions. Wow. I was asking doctors. Yeah. I was like, hold on a second. This isn't right. It came back already. I'm still too young to have it. Um, hmm. it, it it's a, it's just a, it's a life changer. Man, cancer is just different. Uh, I was telling my wife the other day, it's a friend of ours got diagnosed. She hits me up. We're talking. She's like, Hey, look, I want to go for a run with you. And uh, so we went running, you know, on Saturday morning, I get home and I was just emotional about it because you know, I'm just, we're just talking. She's just telling me about her, you know, anxieties and whatever. And, you know, I was like, it's just different. When you're told you have cancer, it is a totally different conversation and perspective. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It affects so many people. You, you would think we'd almost be numb to it, but, but it affects everybody. Well, um, we certainly appreciate you sharing your entire story. Phil, this is a podcast for high performers, and it takes a high performer to achieve what you've achieved, to live through what you've lived through. And um, there's a bunch of questions I asked the high performers, and now you've got this, yeah. this heightened perspective. So I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on a couple things. Okay. Or just some fun questions. Um, if there was a movie made about you, what might the title be? Um, it's a wonderful life that, that, I know it's already been done, but that would be it. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Just fun question. Any favorite vacation? How long do you like your vacations? Where adventure vacations, mountains, beaches? What comes to mind when I say vacations? Um, anything with the whole family. So, you know, my wife and my four boys and, and this, you know, we don't get to do those that often anymore. Um, or every year and, and but we're going, uh, my oldest son lives in Idaho and, uh, Northern Idaho, his wife and three kids. And so we're all going up there at Christmas time. Um, so the whole family will be together. And that, that to me, you know, that's, 
that's a vacation. You know, yeah. I, I know I'm going to still have to do a little bit of work, but I'm going to have my, my boys, my grandkids, you know, and of course my wife. So it seems like you really did shift into like putting even more emphasis on spending time with your family. That's, that's something we can really yeah. take from. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. This next question is funny. It's a, uh, what difficult challenge shaped your life? We can skip that one because we've been, <laughs> um, and then there's one where, where have you spent time in the trenches doing tons of things that no one else has done? I think we've covered that. Um, all right. Some more fun stuff. How do you personally stay motivated? Man, that's hard. I honestly, um, I battle that, you know, I, I battle, I, I think I battle depression on a, on a regular basis and, uh, I have to push myself and that's why I'm always looking for something, you know, um, last year when the pandemic starts, you know, I literally thought, you know, sincerely I was going to lose my job. And, uh, you know, I was, I was working probably about four or five days of four or five hours a day. You know, I didn't miss a day at work, but, but we were really scaled back and, and I'd come home every day and I was thinking, man, I'm about to lose my job. And, uh, I could feel that I was kind of getting depressed and I set my sights on a marathon. I started training for that. And then, uh, you know, that got pushed off and then, and then canceled. And I found the four by four by 48 and I found 75 hard and it just, you know, I, I, I struggle with that. It's hard. You know, there's a lot of times my alarm goes off in the morning at four 45 or sometimes three 45. If I have a long run before work and man, I, I don't want to get out of bed, but, uh, but I force myself to do it. And it's all about staying ahead of cancer. Mm, so that's the anchoring thought of staying ahead of cancer. Yeah. Cause no one else gets up at three 45. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah. Had to get in 10 miles and still get a kid to school and get to work. So it's that segue is perfectly into my next question. How do you stay organized? Oh, I'm totally not organized. Um, you know, I send myself texts. I uh, <laughs> set reminders on my phone. My wife tells me things two and three times. Um, you know, I I mean, I, I write it down. I'll make a schedule for, for an event that's coming up, race or whatever. And and I, this is the training schedule I'm going to stick to, and that inevitably gets altered. But uh, I just – I'm kind of – I guess it's simplified now what I focus on. And outside of my, my job – um, you know, my real focus is like, the next event I'm going to do, you know, mm. um, not that I don't focus on my family. I do a great deal, but my wife kind of handles that. I just kind of do what I'm told. So I don't have to organize that. She's the organizer. Well, this next question is who or what holds you accountable? You, you mentioned your wife a couple of times. Well, she doesn't hold me accountable to the, to the endurance training. Cause she's always like, you don't have to do that. Why are you doing that? Um, She's supportive of it, but she's like, hey, you don't have to get up at 345. That's crazy. Uh, just run five miles. Get up at 445 and run five miles. Um, who holds me accountable? I, I, me? Cancer? Yeah. Really? Cancer does. Staying ahead of it, huh? Yeah. Um, what are your, let's say, power habits? What's the absolute must? Is it running in the morning? What else? Anything else? Um, working out in the morning, whether it's a run or whatever else, if, if it's going to be pushed off to the afternoon, I'm more than likely going to alter it or not do it at all. So getting up early and getting it done. 
Yeah, a lot of things come up, a lot of time and space for doubt to creep in and stories to develop all day. So we get done in the morning, yeah, things happen. Things happen. Yeah, yeah. So get out and get it done when there's no one else pressing on you to do, you know, there's no other demands on me at that time in the morning. Yeah. Um, so the experience, the through all the mental development, through, um, you know, the health changes, you're probably much healthier now. Has any oh, of this... Yeah. Have any of those changes helped you perform better at work? Yeah, I think it. I think it's helped me in everything. So, um, you know, I read more than I've ever read. I drink more water than I've ever drank. I exercise harder than I've ever exercised. I eat healthier than I ever have. Um, all of that helps, and it just kind of, kind of, yeah. I get. I, yeah, it absolutely helps me at work, and it helps me just day to day. So, get, 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 getting to a point where your health is just the foundation of everything. For, it, 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 yeah, it absolutely. Before work, it comes before family. If you can't do that, yeah. If, if you can't take care of yourself, then um, how are you going to take care of somebody else? You know, it sounds like cliche. We've heard it a thousand times, but you know, take it from a guy that has been in the trenches and done it. That's at, at the end of the day, that's the message, huh? Yeah. So the, the first half of my life, you know, I'm 47 when I get diagnosed with colon cancer. So the second half of my life is, is all about health and, and I have every intention of living well into my nineties. So literally the second half of my life is all about me being healthy so that I can take care of my family. Nice. Um, you mentioned David Goggins, and I know he's got a great book where he shares his story. And if, yeah. you, if, if you don't know who, who, who David Goggins is, he, he's one of the hardest dudes out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, any other, uh, you said you, you've been reading a lot lately. Any other books that you really like that you would recommend? <laughs> yeah. So I read um, just this summer, I read uh, Relentless and Winning by Tim Grover. Uh, both of them, uh, Tim Grover trained, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, you know, he's good, two great books. I read, uh, the iron cowboy by James Lawrence, who did, a uh, hundred, I'm sorry. He did 50 full Ironmans in, in, in 50 days in all, in all 50 States. Um, crazy, crazy intense book. Um, uh, I, I guess I like Navy SEAL stuff because I, I read uh, Extreme Ownership and Dichotomy of Leadership. Um, read both of those. Read 10X by uh, Grant Cardone. You know, just really, just really good books. Yeah. These are these are some highly driven people that you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Phil, you know, we're going to wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta take care of you if you. If, if you don't take responsibility of your health, you can't expect anyone else to take responsibility for it. I mean, that's just, you know, you got to move more, you got to stress less, you got to eat better. Um, you do those things, then man, it, uh, you're going to be all right. That is well said, man. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. Congratulations on your success. And Thank you. best of luck with your... Uh, with your triathlon, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 be I'll be shooting you little messages to uh, you know check in. Yeah, 
Um, oh yeah, look. So it's it's October 9th. Um, it's in New Orleans. So I've got 12 hours to do 50 miles, um, and we and we have we have a, a party to go to that night. My wife's like, "You're not going to want to go." I'm like, "Oh, I'm going." <laughs> so, I don't know if I'll be walking. I might be in a wheelchair. She'll be wheeling me around, but uh, but I'm going. That's so um, yeah, we'll see. I, I'll probably throughout that I will be looking for people to motivate me and keep me going. Uh, it's 50 miles. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, Phil, let's wrap this up, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning into the while you walk podcast. This is the podcast you listen to while you walk. This is Matt Lovett reminding you that life is short. What can you do today? to move your life forward. There might be some ideas in this podcast. Enjoy. I just want to remind you, if you want to schedule a free chat to get some feedback on that thing you've been meaning to change, or if you just want to know more about me, check out my story, and you can book a free time to chat at loveitcoaching.com. Maybe walk a little faster today. Enjoy the podcast.